Hey y'all, let's spend a minute. All praise to the most high, y'all. Um, it's a lot going on. If y'all hear noise in the background, that's my fan. It's a lot going on. It's it's so much going on. It's overwhelming. So good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. I hope you are having a peaceful day. So the first thing I want to start about is the things that I've heard the last couple of day, uh, days about the Uvalde uh, police shooting and the cover-up behind that. Now, like I said, when I look at all these different things going on in the news, I look at it from a spiritual aspect. I don't look at it from a worldly a- aspect. I look at it from the message that the Most High is sending. Um... So that's the space I'm coming from. So this article comes from Vox.com, V-O-X, how the Uvaldi, Uvaldi, sorry, police failed. Though officers were inside Rob Elementary School just three minutes after the government entered, it took them one hour, 14 minutes, and eight seconds to end the massacre. With every detail that emerges about the Robb Elementary Massacre, the police response looks worse. In the days after the shooting, the Uvalde, Texas police offered conflicting accounts of what took place when officers entered the school building and why it took so long to stop the rampage. The police changed their story repeatedly. Amid the multiple agencies at the scene, the Uvalde Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District Police, the Uvalde Police Department, the Department of Public Safety, and Border Patrol. It wasn't clear to some officers involved who was in charge. For the past four weeks, investigators watched body camera video footage from the nearby funeral home and surveillance school videos and listen to radio traffic and phone and dispatch recordings. Now, they're getting some answers about why communications between officers failed, why basic active shooter protocol was outright ignored, and why teachers and students weren't rescued for 77 minutes. The picture emerging is damaging. Steve McCraw, the director of the Texas Department of Public Safety, who has been leading Texas investigation of the police response, described it at a recent Texas Senate special hearing as an abject failure to everything we've learned over the past two decades since the Columbine massacre. Investigations by Texas Rangers, the Justice Department, the local district attorney's office also underway, which which means that new information will likely be released and changed, and every evolving story, some Uvalde officials are already already casting doubt on McCraw's account, claiming that he is trying to distance state troopers and the Texas Rangers from the Bogan response. I agree with that because I've been watching several podcasts about this. Information came out a couple of days ago, so I'm late. Forgive me. But you want to put it on the one officer, and I get it because he was in charge. I read an article a couple of weeks ago that he did um, 
saying that I didn't know I was the one in charge. Well, come on, I'm not even a cop. And I know the first one on the scene is the first one in charge. You get control of the situation. If someone was choking in a room and you're the first one to walk in the room, do you sit and wait on somebody else or do you take charge and try to give that person the Heimlich? I'm just asking for the people in the back. Here's what has been revealed so far about three key contributors to the deadly delay. One, police had enough resources to act, but they delayed for more than an hour. Three minutes after the shooter entered the building, enough armed officers were on the scene to stop the shooter, said McCraw. The post-Columbine doctrine for how to stop active shooter situations is clear, he argued. Officers must stop the killing and stop the dying. You can't do the latter unless you do the former, McGraw said, but officers did not act quickly enough. The only thing stopping a hallway of dedicated officers from entering rooms 111 and 112 was the on-scene commander who decided to place the lives of officers before the lives of children, McGraw said. The officers had weapons, the children had none. The officers had body armor, the children had none. The officers had training, the subject had none. So then it goes into a graphic at so a chaotic scene. At least 26 officers from various departments have entered the school by the 47th minute, according to surveillance footage. It took another 27 minutes for them to terminate the gunman. This situation is so jacked up again i'm reading from vox.com at 11:30 a.m the shooter entered the building three minutes later as many as 11 officers had entered and entered nine with rifles enough to isolate distract and neutralize the shooter yet officers waited for radios rifles shields a sniper and a swat team that was never needed At 11.37, the shooter, now in a classroom, fired another 11 rounds. Some of the bullets went through the walls and grazed two approaching officers. The officers retreated. At 11.40 a.m., Chief Pedro Arandando of the Uvalde Consolidated School District Police called the Uvalde Police Department dispatch on his cell phone and requested more assistance and a radio. We don't have enough firepower right now. It's all pistols, and he has an AR-15, he said. The second point is there was a futile scramble for keys that McGraw said that weren't even needed. This is what I heard about. Immediately after the shooting, law enforcement officials said the shooter was able to enter Rob Elementary because a teacher had the door propped open with a rock. Video surveillance shows that wasn't true. The teacher knocked the rock out of the doorway before the shooter got to the school. The door, which could only be locked from the outside, was unlocked. Even if it had been locked, there was, there were glass panels beside the door that could have provided access. The classroom doors could have only been locked from the outside with a key. So they're showing the door here. I don't uh, I don't believe based on the information we have right now that the door was even secured. In fact, 
I have a great reason to believe it wasn't secured, McGraw said, since the shooter who didn't have a key could enter, exit, and then re-enter the classroom as investigators observed the video. Before entering the classrooms, officers raided for a sledgehammer and a hooligan, a tool used to force entry. Both tools were unavailable. They waited for a master key, which was requested nearly 45 minutes after the shooter entered. We're having a fucking problem getting into the room because it is locked, Arandando said at 12.42 p.m. Then, they gotta get the fucking door open, bro. They can't get that door open. We need more keys or something. How about trying the door and seeing if it's unlocked? Well, I'm looking at the door. All you had to do was move the handle. If it's true what they're saying, all you because once you put the key in, the key is gonna turn whether it's not turning or not. All you had to do was try to handle. No one had tried the door to see if it was unlocked. The breaching team had been led to believe the door was locked, McGraw said. Officers also could have banged the windows of the classroom to distract the shooters and and, and, uh, uh, others breached the door. It took officers one hour, 14 minutes, and eight seconds to enter the classroom and kill the shooter. Investigators identified an incident commander who says he wasn't in charge. Investigators have named at least one person who they think is to blame, Chief Pedro Arandando, who led the Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District Police Force. It was his jurisdiction, he was the ranking senior official, and he was issuing commands and directing actions, McGraw said. Arandando's lawyer told the Texas Tribune, and that's the article I read for y'all a couple of weeks ago in an interview, that Arandando did not believe he was the incident commander. You are the first on the scene. This is my problem with that. It's like, are you going to keep up this lie that you did? Now, do I think that you should be the sole blame? Of course not. I don't think you should be the sole blame. I think a lot of people are to blame. It's bigger than Orandando. But for you to continue saying that you didn't think that you were the senior commander on char- in, uh, in charge, it's just ludicrous to me at this point. And for you to continue saying that, it's just disrespectful to not only those children who lost their life, the teachers that lost their life, um, the parents that are suffering right now. It's just ridiculous. You just, the truth is always better than a lie. He assumed that some other officials had taken control of the larger responses, so he took on the role of the front-line responses. They also told the Tribune that he did not issue any orders, contradicting McGraw's evidence. Further complicating the chain of command was that most of the portable radios that the officers carried did not function inside the school, causing miscommunication, delayed information, sharing, and the spread of misleading intel. The radio chatter did not occur, that did occur was chaotic, McGraw said. Additionally, the charts the police officers used to devise a plan were wrong. The day after McGraw's testimony, Hal Harrell, the Uvalde School Superintendent, announced that he decided to place Chief Arandondo on administrative leave. Family members of victims have grown increasingly angry about the slow police response and are calling for Arandondo's firing. 
I don't like signaling out a person and shifting and saying he's solely responsible. But at the end of the day, if you assume incident command, you are responsible, McGraw said. Officers did try to counter commands to stay back, and it's the reason the shooter was finally killed at 12.50 p.m. The border, border, border patrol agents who breached the classroom and shot the gunman ignored a directive that they heard in their earpiece not to advance, according to the New York Times investigation. About an hour before the Department of Public Safety special agent questioned whether there were still children in the classroom, saying if there's kids in there, we need to go in there. The failure the failure was broader than one person. This set our profession. No, this this ain't the only thing that set your profession back, but I'm gonna go and read what you said. This set our profession back a decade, McGraw said. I don't care if you have on a on flip-flops and Bermuda shorts, you go in. I agree with you on that. Here's the timeline as it stands now, but it might keep changing as the investigation deepens. So here we go. At 11.28 a.m., the shooter who did not have a driver's license or know how to drive crashes a vehicle into a ditch in front of the Robb Elementary in the nearby funeral home. 11.29, a teacher inside the school observes the crash and calls 911 to report that there's a man with a gun. The shooter shoots at two people who left the funeral home after the crash. 11.31, the shooter begins shooting at the school, firing 27 times into two classrooms as he approached the building. 11.33, the shooter enters the west entrance of the school through an unlocked door. The school begins an active shooter lockdown. The shooter fires into classroom 111 and 112. Through the hallway, he enters and exits the classroom, firing more than 100 rounds. 11.35, three Uvalde police officers with two rifles enter the school building. 11.36, a total of 11 police officers are in the building. Uvalde PD officers and a school district police officer, including Arandondo. 11.37, the shooter fires another 11 rounds. Some of the bullets go through the walls and graze two approaching officers. The officers retreat. Five minutes have elapsed since the first police officers entered. The police get a crucial fact wrong, complicating the response. 11.40, the chief receives a report from an unknown officer that the shooter was contained in this office, suggesting that the subject was barricaded or that a hostage situation, not an active shooter, was in process. Shortly after 11.40, Chief Arandondo calls the Uvalde police from his cell phone and provides an incident description asking for a SWAT team and a radio and claiming the lack of firepower. 11.40, the shooter fires one round. 11.41, Uvalde police report that they believe the shooter is barricaded in one of the offices and is still shooting. This is more misinformation. He's not barricaded in an office since there is no office on the floor plan. Dispatch asks if the classroom door is locked and the officer responses, I'm not sure, but we have a hooligan to break it. 11.42, more officers continue to enter the school. 11.44, the shooter fires another round. Ten minutes have elapsed since the police entered Rob Elementary. 
1148, Uvalde Consolidated Independent School District Officer Ruben Ruiz enters the school and tells officers that his wife told him she had been shot. Ruben is physically detained and escorted off the scene while having his gun taken away, according to McGraw. 1152, the first ballistic shield enters the school building. Uvalde Police Department officers show up and get told to help with the crowd control. 11.54, a Department of Public Safety special agent enters the building and asks, are kids still in there? An unknown officer responds, it is unknown at this time. This is a lot. I feel so bad for those babies. They had to be freaking terrified. 11.56, the DPS special agent says, if there's kids in there, we need to go in there. 12.03 p.m., Chloe Torres, a student inside room 12, calls 911. The second ballistic shield enters the building. 12.04, the third ballistic shield enters the building. 30 minutes have elapsed since police officer, police entered Rob Elementary. 12.11, Arendado requests a master key. 12.14, Arendado instructs officers to have a sniper at the east roof of the school. 40 minutes have elapsed since police entered Rob Elementary. Police continue to say they're struggling to get into the room. 12.16 p.m. Arendando says, I just need a key. 12.17 Arendando says, tell them to fucking wait. No one comes in. 12.20, the fourth ballistic shield enters the building. 12.21, the shooter fires four rounds. Between 12.21 and 12.33, Arendando on body cam audio asks for a breaching tool and says, if he starts shooting, we're going to lose more kids. He continues to say that he needs a key to get through the door and that the key he already has aren't working. We're ready to breach, but that door is locked, he says. I say we breach through those windows and shoot his fucking head off through the windows. An hour has passed since police entered Rob Elementary. 12.35, a hooligan tool used by firefighters to gain entry is brought into the building. 12.41, Arandado says, just so you understand, we think there are some injuries in there. And so you know what we did, we're clear off the rest of the building. So we wouldn't have any more besides what's already in there, obviously. 12.42, Arandado says, we have the fucking problem getting into the room because it is locked. He's got an AR-15 and he's shooting everywhere like crazy, so he stopped. Arandando says at 12.43, they got to get the fucking door open, bro. They can't get that door open. We need more keys or something. 70 minutes have passed since police entered Rob Elementary. 12.46 p.m., Arandando says, if y'all are ready to do it, you do it. But you should distract him out that window. A 12.47, a sledgehammer enters the building. 12.50, a stack of seven police officers officers try to enter the classroom only four are able to enter the classroom because the door closes and leaves the other three out five officers fire rounds at the shooter and kill him <clears throat> that was a lot of failure fucking key a fucking key to a door that allegedly was already unlocked. So, I've been listening to a lot of law um, for several reasons, but I feel like our community needs to understand the importance of law. And so, um, I've been hearing a lot of lawyers speak on this subject, and I agree with them for the most part that 
every one of those officers except for the one who wanted to go in for his wife and obviously the border patrol the rest of them are cowards Arandando, you're a coward um I heard somebody on a podcast say and he was going in reading an article about this whole situation and calling them cowards and da 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 and then says it is not the duty I don't even know if he realized he said it it is not the duty of an officer to put his life on the line and and I had to rewind it back because I was like did he just say that and I listened to that on Tuesday and I'm still mad about it on today it is your duty that's what you sign up for the same reason why a marine signs up for the marine corps the same reason why navy um someone in on the navy signs up to be in the navy um the same reason why someone in the army signs up to be in the army um the same reason why someone in the air force signs up to be in the air force the same reason why a navy seal signs up to be a navy seal because you it is a duty for you to put your life on the line for the citizens of this country now i'm very aware of why the police force even exists and this goes back to slavery they were initial slave catchers so that protective service bullshit me. and again i'm not speaking in absolutes because i know for a fact that there are good officers out here but the bad officers are making it bad for the good officers and 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 this is a problem and I really want to know about the officer who is, who wife called him. Imagine that. Imagine that. Says she's shot. She's bleeding out. He tries to go in and do his job to not only save his wife, but the other children. And y'all detain him and take his gun. I, I, that needs to be explained. I just, I don't understand that. And I have to find the article about this mother. Shout out to the mother who said, Mother made you and mother fuck you. And went in there and not only got her kids, but went and got her friend's kids. And I don't hear anything I heard. Now, I don't know if this is a true story, so I'm going to say alleged. But y'all not talking about this woman who's the true hero. Who is the true hero? Mother Bear kicks in. We're going to go get all these kids. But I know there's more of a spiritual meaning behind this. I can't even imagine the terror that these babies were in. These teachers were in. And then that was one of the first stories I heard too. Like she left the door open and come to find out that the door wasn't even open. Come to find out that the door wasn't even locked. And then you're going to keep saying, well, I didn't think I was the one in charge. Well, who did you think was in charge? See, I don't think that's the question that they're asking him. If you didn't think you were in charge, who do you think was in charge? What was your understanding of who was in charge? This whole thing is a hot, shitty mess. A whole shitty mess. And I feel like these parents, and I I had heard a story, allegedly, I'm not sure um, if it's true, but um, I heard that um, the 
I'm sorry, y'all. I lost my train of thought because I've seen this article that says, why did they wait? Uvladi anger grows over bungled police response. Ruben Ruiz, a school district police officer in Uvladi, Texas, was standing in the hallway outside the classroom where his wife taught fourth graders a couple of days before summer break. His wife, Eva, had just called his cell phone begging for help after the intruder had shot her and her students. Ruiz was among 18 officers who had rushed over to his wife's school, Rob Elementary, in response to reports of an active shooter. He was ready to charge in with a few of his fellow law enforcement officers, battled the 18-year-old rifleman who had invaded the campus and hopefully saved his wife and her students. But Ruiz's fellow officers didn't back him up when he began advancing towards um, his wife's classroom door. They stopped him, stripped him of his service gun, and made him leave the campus. She had been shot and was dying, Texas Public Safety Chief Stephen McGraw said to said of Eva while speaking earlier this week to a panel of state lawmakers investigating the attack at Robb Elementary on the 24th of May. And what happened to Ruiz's wife is he was detained and they took his gun away from him and escorted him off the scene. Ultimately, Eva, his wife, a co-worker, and 19 of their students, 10 and 11-year-olds, were murdered by the intruder at Robb Elementary. Another 17 people at the campus were wounded before 77 minutes after the first call to emergency operators reported the intrusion. Police stormed Morella's classroom and killed the murderer. McGraw's public testimony to Texas state senators about Ruiz and Morella's was only the latest in the growing amount of evidence illustrating the extreme reluctance the Uvalde School District Police Forces Chief showed before letting officers put a stop to the carnage at Robb Elementary. That's just sad. That's just sad. So I wanted y'all to up, I wanted to update y'all on um because the question is, yeah, that is the question. Why did they wait? Why did they wait? That is the question. And that's coming from The Guardian. That part of the article you can go to The Guardian um, The Guardian online and you can read the article entitled Why Did They Wait? People in the town are angry. Oh, that was the point I was making. I Forgive me, y'all. The point I was making was they. I had heard a rumor that they said they weren't going to release any footage to the public. That's not going to work out well for y'all, but okay. I don't know how true that is, but y'all are going to have to give something to those citizens of that town. So I wanted to bring you guys the update on this. Arndando, my word of advice to you is you don't need to stop going around saying that you didn't think that you was in charge because that's not working out for you, bro. It's really not working out for you. And it's, it's a horrible, cowardly way to handle this situation and bring closure to these families. So in every article that I read about this situation, you're always saying you didn't know you were the one in charge. Why are you the chief then? Then again, ask him the question. If you didn't think he was in charge, who do you think, Mr. Armandado, who, who is the person that you thought was in charge? If you didn't think he was in charge, name me the person that you thought was in charge then. And nobody is asking that question. At least I haven't read it in any article. So I'm going to continue following this case. 
um this is just a sad case of events this breaks my heart but i know it's more spiritual behind it and biden up here signing i haven't even read the bill that he signed this trick bag all these trick bag situations that y'all doing and there's really no resolution to the problem there's really no resolution you're putting on stunts and shows at this point it's just such it's a dog and pony show that they're doing that's all it is because they know election season is coming up and I'm again, I'm going to say it for the last time. I'm not going to say this again. Any politician that is standing in the forefront, I don't care what side they on, whether it's Republican or Democrat, Libertarian, whatever it is, um, 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 left, right, back, forth, whatever it is, Green Party, whatever it is, any politician that stands in front of you and says they are going to change the gun laws and have gun reform, they are telling a bold-faced lie. And it is up to you to do your research, your own research, and not continue to let the mainstream media brainwash you. It's up to you to do your own research to understand why that is an untruth. Follow the money. If you want to know the truth of something, you follow the money. Um... I've never believed any politician that says they were going to do gun reform or change gun laws. That's just it's not a possibility. Um, I'm not a person that doesn't believe. I believe that everyone has a right to own firearms. AR-15s and shit, I don't believe any of those military weapons should be owned. But I feel that you have a right to bear arms. I do believe in that. 